This is your Chargers linebacker, Dan Henley, and you're tuning in with Chargers Unleashed. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Hafner, Dale Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, will be brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, AG1, Aura Mint Mobile, and Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia. If this is your first time tuning into the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Dan Wolkenstein has returned. For those of you who don't know, Dan has essentially been on the road since before the Green Bay game, he took a trip out to Lambeau to witness that game in person. Since then, he's been on essentially planes, trains, and automobiles just trying <laughs> literally. to get back home. Literally got back last night and then, and then is going to the Baltimore game tonight. So Dan Walgenstein has a motor that apparently just does not stop. He has a third lung. Uh, glad to have him back on the show. And... We kind of have a lot to talk about, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Welcome to Charges Unleashed. Uh, Jake Hefner is so good to see your face, hear your voice. Uh, it has been too long, my friend. Thanks for holding everything down. You are a gentleman and a scholar. Uh, for folks tuning in, watching, listening, uh, you know the deal. This is a live show. We do this with and for the fans who have questions, comments, topics, uh, frustrations, anything that is wanted to be discussed, leave them in the comments section, and we will do our best to kind of weave those topics throughout the episode. Jake, this is a this is a Q and A episode. Like you said, I have not done a show with you, a full show with you, since prior to the Packers debacle, which let's be real was a debacle. It was a debacle. So. We'll talk about the Ravens game here, prime time, Sunday night football. I'll be there at SoFi. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about kind of the macro and micros of all of it. But I think, and maybe I'm wrong, but I try to at least monitor kind of the, the temperature of the room. And I don't know how high the thermometer goes, <laughs> but damn it, it is hot. And, uh, Let's just say if there's Rightly. a thre- if there's a threshold on it, it's definitely been broken. <laughs> yes. Um, so I don't necessarily know. And folks in the comments, you let us know. Like I don't know how much Chargers fans really want to discuss, like the X's and O's of this Ravens game. It's kind of been put to that seat, hasn't it? I don't know. Like the game is important, obviously, and there's so many things about it that have to get done, and the players and coaches, not like I. But the sentiment right now, Chargers fans, is so much bigger than that that I think that's kind of where we should start. Um, so, Jake, uh, before we get to that, we have to talk about our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. Let's pay the bills, and then I want to hear your feelings on your mindset going into this game as a fan and as a person covering this team. All right. Well, before we get into that, let's tell everybody the easiest way to get into the action in the NFL. It's underdog fantasy and their pick em game. Just pick higher or lower on your favorite or least favorite players' stats, and then you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Pick between two and five players to fill your pick em entry. Get every pick right and take home some cold, hard cash 
Make sure you go on there and use the promo code UNLEASHED and get your first deposit doubled for up to $500 by Underdog. Go make some money. Jake, sentiment from yourself leading up to this primetime matchup. Sentiment. Yeah. (laughs) How do you feel about this game right now? Or about just everything? Like, what's your vibe? It's Spill the the gem says, get your seatbelts ready tonight, which we'll talk about. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I think everything's kind of been compartmentalized into the macro of the season, Dan. You and I have talked about this a lot off the air. You... As you said, you judge the temperature of how this fan base is currently feeling right now, which it, it it's it's basically just like moving forward. What what does this even mean? This Baltimore game tonight, which a lot of people are expecting the Chargers to lose, given how their defense has played over these last few weeks. I mean, it's 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 so many things that have been overshadowed by the few things that this team's actually done well. And yes, while not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. I've said this. Green Bay, to me, if you lost that game, that was your season. Because I don't see them going on this miraculous run when you still have Baltimore, who's now contending for the number one seed in the AFC. You still have Buffalo on that schedule. You still have Kansas City. You still have Denver twice, who Denver is playing better. And now they're in playoff contention and moving up the rankings in the AFC West. I just, there, as we have said, there is nothing from this team, at least defensively, outside of... Two performances against Chicago and <laughs> the Jets and the, and the Jets, you could say. And we've seen what that offense looks like these days. Outside of that, Dan, this has essentially been 12 weeks of the same problems that we have been talking about since week one. And unfortunately, for one reason or another, it is a multitude of mistakes that are made defensively, more so specifically in the secondary in terms of coverage that we've seen. And then last week was just the cherry on top where it was the the perfect storm of self-infliction mistakes. You obviously have Keenan Allen with some uncharacteristic drops. Austin Eckler f- fumbles going into, going into the red zone where Justin Herbert had actually played a great game. He's played two great games over these last two weeks. And now you got to face Baltimore, whose defense is has been playing very well all season. You have an offense there that is looking to dominate you with speed as well as their ground game. They're literally clicking on all cylinders offensively. And you just look at this to say, like, is this going to be a mountain that the Chargers are going to be able to shock the world in? And I, and I just don't see it happening. And this could just be that final nail in the coffin for them for the 2023 season. So it's, it's really hard to pull any positive aspects out of this. <laughs> Unless you were to try to convince me any reason that the Chargers would go on a run, but I just don't see that happening. Oh, man. Um, Dennis Yum in the chat says, this game is going to be ugly. Ravens defense better than the Jets offense was shut down by them. Ravens get 500 yards. 41-3 Ravens. This is about, mm-hmm. this is where the Char- where some Chargers fans are right now. Uh, I am not one of those. We'll get to kind of the game preview and we'll kind of get to all of that stuff, but there, there's a lot of heat coming at this team, and and I will not shy away from it, like rightly so. You know, Brandon Staley, the head coach, deserves a ton of blame, and if the season ended right now, he's probably fired, and I would say he should probably not be the coach moving forward. 
I've said all year, this team needs to win a playoff game or at least get to the divisional round, which right now there's no way they're not, they're not going to have a, a wild card if they were even to get there. Like originally it was, okay, what if they got the one seed? Then they would automatically get to the divisional round with pipe dream right now. They're going to have to win at least a playoff game and they got to get there first. So that has not changed. There's a lot of blame to go around and it, it, is hard to cover a team that has so many aspirations with a fan base that is so desperate with a quarterback like they have and some of the talented players that are on this team and the history that has kind of plagued this team over the past decade plus. I mean, you could talk to Chargers fans, they'll say 35 years, but you're, you're, I think what's frustrating Chargers fans is, you mentioned it, Jake, that the problems that we've seen from week one, and you could honestly kind of go back a decade, but let's just say in the last year or hell, the last probably two, three years, a lot of the problems still exist. You're still seeing lack of execution, which honestly, probably every football team that loses can say the same thing. But we see it more so in times that are critical. And Derek Ansley had a quote a couple weeks ago, I think we said, you know, you either have it or you don't. And you can't really coach it in these guys. And I just, I think that's what's frustrating is you're seeing players just metaphorically, literally, figuratively, just drop the ball. And you're seeing a coaching staff that is trying things, but what they're trying isn't working. I think that's clear. And you're seeing players that are just not performing well. Coupled with injuries that have really affected this team. Coupled with like uncharacteristic stuff, like you mentioned. Like, it would not shock me at all, Jake, if this is the week that offense does great, defense does great, special teams doing fantastic until the end, Chargers are down to, whatever, 38-35, and we miss a field goal or punt block. Like, what does what can't go wrong does go wrong a lot of times with this team. I think that's what is, is hard, is there's a lot of things that consistently happen, and then when those things, for whatever reason, don't happen something else happens that's even worse so this is kind of it's a long tirade i apologize um but there's a lot of comments here i think we should get to so i'm gonna kind of just go quickly here jake uh wiggy bruce and guys please gals leave the comments here we're gonna get to them uh good morning guys do you think staley will get fired if they lose to the ravens no and I'm not. I'm not saying that just from the standpoint of you know to dance boys. Like, does does he deserve the blame or anything like that? I'm simply just reading the terrain of off of what we know from the ownership. They will not fire a coach midseason, and even if even if Brandon Staley loses, which would really put them out of playoff contention, and you know you may want to line up all the tea leaves to point in that direction. I still don't see them doing it. That doesn't necessarily mean I agree with it. I'm just telling you what we know from the organization. I don't believe that they will pull that trigger. 
Yeah, I have said that I don't see them making any changes until they are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Could they do an in-season change after that? Maybe. But like you said, when's the last time that's happened? Usually the season plays out. Matthew Dahl says, here we go, guys. Hashtag Fire Staley and Tom Telesco. So this is kind of a another topic that I think a lot of people want to get into is wh- how high does the blame go? And we can talk about, you know, the, the players not executing. We can talk about the coaches aren't doing enough to get these guys in a position to, to succeed. We could talk like we could talk about all that stuff. But at some point, we've seen what four coaches now from Tom Telesco's era, if you will. We're seeing yes, a lot of the same three, trends. But yes, this is three. Well, you, Mike, it was Mike McCoy, then it was Anthony Lynn, now obviously Brandon Staley. I'm sorry, no, North Turner was not. I don't believe so. I think when he when he when he got out, that was when AJ Smith was also okay. was also let go. So similar trends. This how so I guess maybe the question for you and for Chargers fans is how high does the blame go? It kind of goes a little bit everywhere, Dan. And certain years you can blame it more on somebody else than others. I think when you look at this macro now. And we said this before the season even started that I believed that depending on how this season panned out, that Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco's fates were linked to one another. I felt that the front office organization, and even if Tom Telesco wasn't involved in those conversations and bringing Brandon Staley back after the 27 <laughs> to nothing comeback for Jacksonville in the playoff game, I felt that, that them bringing them back was an extension with conditions attached to it. To say, okay, look, we will bring you back next year, but XYZ has to happen. And if that doesn't happen, then we're going to have to go in a different direction. And then when you look at this in terms of roster construction, while you look at what the Chargers have done, first round picks, some second round picks, this, that, and the other, there are certain positions that unfortunately have been neglected over the last several years and ones that have been really detrimental to the team. And it's, it's tough because you can go back and you can look at a couple of years ago and you can see drafts where they heavily invested on one side of the ball or another. And it just didn't end up panning out the way that you wanted to, regardless of how much effort they put into it. And that is a combination of personnel. That's a combination of coaching and obviously execution on top of everything. But it's, it is it is not one shoulder to blame in all of this as it relates to what's happening on the field. You can you can pinpoint to where that's going. But in the macro sense of the word now, with Tom Telesco 10 years into his GM tenure with this team, you haven't you haven't gotten where you needed to be. I've liked I've liked the majority of the picks that Tom Telesco has done. The third rounders, <laughs> majority of them have have really been swings and misses. And unfortunately, in the biggest aspects of 10 years down the road, you should have been in a better position personnel-wise for this team, I truly believe, in terms of what you put your investments in. So if this is if this is going to be the final year for Brandon Staley, I would assume that it would be the final year of Tom Telesco and they start fresh in 2024. 
Jeremy McCod, Michaud, I'm terrible with names. Uh, shout out, appreciate you. Thank you for the donation. Uh, he says, need this win, but man, it's tough team to go against. I wanted to pack it in after the Packers lost, but I'm still here. Not a lot of expectations this week. I share the sentiment with Jeremy. I was in Lambeau and got to witness that firsthand. Uh, brutal loss. And as much as it's easy to quit, I don't necessarily know if that's the right, like, what does that do? And a lot, it's, it's kind of interesting, Jake, and this is not shots fired at all, but like, it's kind of interesting. A lot of the, a lot of fans and people covering the team, the attitude that they have towards this team, if they were the team, they would quit. And I understand times are tough. I understand times are dire, but like you don't quit until it's over. At least that's how I was raised. That's how I feel. So yeah, and it was the, dire. the Chargers already had a player earlier this year that did that. And they ended up letting him go. That's a great segue, actually. Um, I think you mentioned Jake, one of the I gotta get to all these. There's so many comments in here. I gotta get to these. Uh, but you mentioned real quick kind of the the drafting and you know the personnel and everything. I I believe firmly that the area or that the one single transaction player issue that has affected this team the most has been the debacle that is JC Jackson. I think Brandon Staley with a bona fide shutdown corner, that defense looks different. And right now, not only do they not have JC Jackson, for the last two years. I mean, I'll know what happened with that. Then, okay, Michael Davis, like, okay, maybe he can step up. No, he's like taking five steps down. Asante Samuel Jr. I think he's a fine cornerback, two, three. He's not CB1. Then, okay, after that, you've got Jazir Taylor, Dean Leonard. We're talking day three picks, late day three picks here. In the secondary, Derwin James, you know he's a fantastic player. I think he's freaking being targeted. Some of the penalties that he has gotten this year have been ridiculous. When's the last time the Chargers went out and drafted a secondary in the first round? Derwin James, twenty eighteen, I believe. Jason Verrett was the first time they drafted a corner. The last time they drafted a quarter, and this coming year will be a decade since they did that. They don't bring Bryce Callahan back, which to me blows my mind. So the J.C. Jackson thing, there's so much of a trickle-down effect of that. And with Brandon Staley's defense so predicated on the secondary, I think that has kind of crippled this team. Uh, let's go. Let's get to some of these topic, topics. Uh, Joseph Martini chimes in. Let's get this W. I know we always have a chance with Herbert back here. Hopefully we can come out on the right side tonight. Jake, I tweeted last night uh, or posted on X. <laughs> That's just saying these days. Uh, there is no silver bullet in the chamber for this Chargers team. Not one decision that this Chargers team can make will fix what this team is going through right now. A new head coach isn't fixing this. A new GM by itself isn't fixing this. A new free agent isn't fixing this. Like there are so many things that have to be done for this to get resolved. Not that it can't get done. 
but it's on the it like it's a collective thing right now. Like the players got to play better, the coaches got to coach better, the GM has to GM better. Like John Spanos, director of player operations or whatever his title is, like he has to do better. Like everyone, and you're seeing all of it leak through. And so it, I think it irks me sometimes where all we need to do is just fire Brandon Staley and we're saved. I don't think it's true. We've been saying the same thing since Marty Schottenheimer was let go, since North Turner was let go. Then you recycle him with Mike McCoy and Anthony Lynn and and then and then and then and then and then. It's just it's it's not necessarily a guarantee that something is going to be fixed, but you it's it's the matter of perception, Dan. You know, you see this now throughout the league. I, I heard a stat this morning that I did not even know. You know how well the Steelers keep their head coaches preserved and how long it's been since, you know, they recycle coaches. They've had two in the last, like, what, 30 years? Yes, but Canada Canada getting fired as the OC. I heard that this morning, that that is the first time since 1941 that the Steelers have fired a coach, any coach, in season. That's that's insane. That's me. crazy. So hey, look at the history of that team. Right, but we'll obviously see if that ends up translating properly to an offense that has been abysmal, but is still somehow in playoff contention because of Mike Tomlin. You look at what Antonio Pierce has done, even against maybe subpar competition since he has been the head coach of the Raiders. It's something that, something that will jar something in the players, in the organization from a standpoint of someone else's perspective that can bring about change. Now, it doesn't always happen it doesn't always work out but it's when you look at it like this for the 20 to 24 season that the chargers are going to head into next year with all of the issues especially financially that they have to deal with this one's going to be tough dan when you were talking about that just in terms of i I wanted to touch on it with the secondary players in terms of the investments okay so you go back and you look at that 2018 season that was derwin's rookie year they made a playoff run that year with Philip Rivers. The Chargers came back around in that draft the next year and invested highly in the defense. Five out of their seven picks were all on the defensive side of the board, but this is how it, it panned out. It was Jerry Tillery. Mm-hmm. It was it was Nasir Adderley. Mm-hmm. Trey Pipkins was taken in the third round. Drew Tranquil. It was Easton Stick in the fifth. And Cortez Broughton and Amike Bukele, excuse me, Amike Bukele to finish out the uh, the draft. Your first two players no longer with the team. One because of retirement. One because he obviously wasn't playing good. You let go of one of your better linebackers that you had had. Another one recycled, just like Kaiser White from years ago. And you look at that draft now. And to say that you got really one contributing starting starter out of that, if you want to call it that, would be Trey Pipkins. That's bad. That's bad now that you look at the finality about that. That's really, really bad. Yeah, which I think that's kind of the macro stuff that we'll get into here uh, as the season kind of goes along. Uh, Laos de Bruin, very hard to be hopeful. Staley has become stubborn and his presser meltdown even made a Sky Sports broadcast here in Ireland and the UK, and they never show press conferences. I think we can all agree that frustration boiled over for Brandon Staley. I think that's fair to say. 
right or wrong. Um, he's in a tough spot because right now it's kind of a lose-lose situation for him. There is literally nothing that will keep people from wanting him gone other than fast forward to AFC Divisional, AFC Championship game, and he's in it. And even that, I don't even know if everybody would want him to stay. And if they in all the success, if they have any success, it won't be because of him. And any failures will be because of him. Like that's just kind of where things are at right now. The national narratives, people covering this Chargers team, like you see it, you see it. People are just isolated on one person that they want to bring the wrath down on. Which again, Brandon Staley holds a very good share of the blame. No one is disputing that. But to say it's just him is a little naive, in my opinion. Uh, Wiggy Bruce says, reminds me of Fouts, Winslow, Chandler, and Joyner, and then no defense. <laughs> uh, Justin Timberlake, Jake, is in the chat. Oh, so what an honor. Thanks. What an honor. Thanks. Uh, Jake and I are doing our best to bring Sexy back, but it's probably going to be a bit. Uh, Lyle Bruin says, if Eckler was healthy and even Palmer was back, I might believe. But it's just Keenan Allen and Herbert show against the top three passing defense. Man, that Packers game. I think I saw a stat where Eckler bounced it outside and he looked like <laughs> he was carrying miles an water. Hour. 13 miles an hour, which was, I think, like nine miles an hour slower than some of the fastest in the NFL this year. It looked really weird, man. It looked like Eckler was in slow motion while the rest of the gassed, defense probably. was in fast forward. <laughs> it it was, was really that much of a... It was crazy. Yep. Uh, cash by 51. Brandon Staley has a lot of skill turning the highest paid defense in the league into the worst defense in the league. Whew, glad he's here. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's, there's not much as you can argue with that, Dan. The one year that we had talked about on this show, when the Chargers had the most cap that they had had in, I don't know how many years, and they went out and they, they invested a majority of all of that in their defense. And when you go back and you look at it in terms of those big time free agent acquisitions, which one would you really say has like contributed to be a difference maker? Not a contributor, a sure. difference maker. Sure. But like, if you look at it again, like, you know, I, he, he see a lot of this, like highest paid stuff, all that jazz. Okay. Highest paid stuff. They're highest paid players. JC Jackson. What has he done? That's money. Joey Bosa, he's been hurt the last two years. Like, he's played how many games in the last two years? Like, you know, people... It's it's so easy to just, like, take numbers and then make them say a narrative you want. But, like, there's context to all of it. Take those two contracts out and tell me where they rank on the NFL, in the NFL on defense. I'll just put it that way. Uh, Eddie says, this could be deja vu after losing the Raiders last year. Shock the Dolphins in the game. No one picked them to win. Jake, is this would it's would this game be more or less of a shock than last year's Dolphins game? I, I, I've said it. I've said it for a couple of weeks now that you know you always. This is one. There's one game every year that the Chargers will just somehow decide to put it all together and play complimentary football, even though they haven't been playing that the entirety of the year. There's always one game of the season 
it's that true. they will choose to do that. And it's always at the time when their backs are against the wall, they put themselves into a hole. They're going to try to make this playoff run. Everybody's betting against them. This has all the makings for sure. that game. Sure. The issue, however, is <laughs> that team damn good. There has not been anything to tell me that you're going to be able to all of a sudden stop Baltimore from scoring on this defense with no Joey Bosa now because of his, his injury last week to put him on the IR with how your defense has played as a unit collectively. Remember, we're talking about a damn, we were talking about it just a couple of weeks back that this was a Chargers team that was in the top five in the sacks category, but yet you allow the most <laughs> yards per game. I don't even know what the adjusted rate. I haven't looked at the updated stats of it is, but it's still at the bottom of the barrel. In terms of explosive plays, bottom of the barrel. Points per game, bottom of the barrel. It's it's not good. And I see this a lot in a similar circumstances to what the Detroit game could be, Miami game could be. And the only chance you have is, another, is number 10 to stay in this game, possibly. But if you're not careful, if your offense comes out and sputters in the first quarter, first half, whatever you want to call it. Remember what Baltimore did to Detroit a few weeks back? Yep. Where it was just five straight scores. I mean, there is nothing that indicates to me that this is going to be that game. But at the same time, because I'm saying it right now, it, it probably is going to be that game. Probably will. Um, look, I think it's... Uh... This game would be wild if they ended up winning it. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even know what to say here. Uh 10 bucks. Omar comes in. $10. I don't even know how to read this, but I'm going to try to read this. 12 team half PPR. You're starting Minshew. Two is benched. <laughs> you got Pollard Pacheco. I'm on Ross and Brown. Keenan Allen and Kincaid. Your flex is Eckler and Gus. Uh Benching, oh, be, interesting. Benching Ridley in that game. Downs, Flowers. This is tough. This is actually tough because so he's. I'm assuming that he's asking replace. Hmm. I would like personally. If I'm looking at this, I would like. I'm. I don't know what this I, means I, to be honest. I would. I, I. I. I'm assuming he's saying. Which ones to start sit? I If it's me, I'm probably going to be plugging in. I would probably plug in Ridley if I had a decision to make. That's probably where I would go. And if there's Calvin, a way that you can... Didn't Calvin, didn't Calvin really already play? No, no he never plays, mind. Today. He plays mind. today. You've been, you've been on the road. I, only, only asking, I, I have I have, <laughs> I have on my... I have him on my fantasy team, and I couldn't remember which one is which one already played. It was Garrett Wilson who already played. I apologize. Correct. Yeah, if there's any way for you to possibly work in Ridley and Flowers into your lineup, that's where I would do it. I think I agree. Uh, but thank you, thank you so much for uh, the donation. Uh, helps out a ton. Let's get back to some of these topics. There's a bunch of these. Uh, Joseph Martini asked a fun question. How do you guys think QJ responds this week after the big drop last week? You heard him talk afterwards uh, this week about kind of his mindset and wanting to change things, and you can't change the past, but obviously it didn't go the way he wanted. Um, you heard the team talk a lot about kind of the character that he has and kind of that being one of the bigger reasons why they brought him in. Uh, like the mental fortitude, Jake. How do you think he responds? 
one thing you don't do is not throw him the ball. You have to do something to reinvigorate Quentin Johnston's confidence right now after something like that. And it has been a slow progression of the offense integrating him into this game. We all know that when the season started, he was essentially wide receiver four. And when Mike when uh, Mike Williams went down, we expected it to be like, okay, that's the green light. Everything's going to go. And unfortunately, he didn't end up seeing as many targets as we all would expect. Now, over the last few weeks, he has been getting that. And yes, that was a catch that he should have had last week. And it was a bad, bad drop for a multitude of different reasons for the perspective that was on him. Obviously, what mattered in the win-loss category for that team, because that set them up in great position to either win or tie the game at that point in time. And one thing that you can't do for a receiver that is this young in the game, you don't use that as a reason to go away from them. Regardless of what you may think and how much you can trust him after a drop like that, you have to find a way to reinvigorate his confidence. I agree. Jake, we have so many comments and topics here and questions. So let's just kind of, let's try to go rapid fire. Let's try to keep our answers kind of short, sweet, succinct. So we can get to as many as we can. Anthony asked, you think Bill Belichick is a real possibility? It's possible, but I think ownership doesn't make that move. What say you? No, for a multitude of different reasons. Yes, because the ownership standpoint for as much as control as Bill Belichick currently has in New England, I don't see him getting that amount of power here. And also, as I was mentioning the drafts <laughs> that Tom Telesco has put up just a couple of days, go back and look at some of the drafts of Bill Belichick. Don't want because that. it's not much better. <laughs> I don't think I would be wanting to hitch my wagon to whatever years Bill Belichick has left in the NFL to the way that he drafts. The reason Bill Belichick would even be available is because of how bad he is at actually bringing players in to succeed. Like, look how bad that team is right now. That's also him, by the way. Ryan says our fan base is miserable, toxic, trash. Charges by four plus going on a run. We'll get hot for the playoffs. Bolt up. Look, Ryan, I love your optimism. I needed that this morning, at least the back half of that comment. You're making me look like a pessimist. I appreciate you. There is a bit of a toxic vibe to some. I mean, it's probably every fan base. So, yeah, sure. I, I agree to some extent. Uh, Dennis Jake says, we could have 11 pro bowlers on defense, but when your scheme does not fit to your strength of the players and your play calling is atrocious, Coaching matters. Look at the Raiders keeping the Finns down to 20 points. Yes. It's not wrong. He's not wrong. Dan, I've said this for two weeks now. When you look at certain teams with coaching situations where they are in dire need of something at that position, but they are still afloat. You look at the Minnesota game after the Chargers beat them early in the season. They were one and three. People were writing them off, and they have since gone on a run with Joshua Dobbs now leading the way for them. Look at Cleveland after losing their franchise quarterback <laughs> with DTR right now because they have an identity that their defense is going to obviously win them the games. We talked about the Steelers already, what Mike Tomlin is able to do with them, with Kenny Pickett at the helm. Good teams, good coaches are able to find those ways to win. I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, let's see. Uh, Goomba asks, would you bring Staley back if he somehow brings us to the conference round? I mean, yes. What's what's I mean, what star are we wishing upon for this to happen? Obviously, this is the ultimate hypothetical. Sure. But but if it happened, let's say they get to the conference round, I I would probably say that the organization would have a reason to bring him back if that ended up happening. 
since it's probably not going to happen. No, but <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stay here. If they get the conference round, yes or no? What say you? I would say that he would probably be brought back. Would I do it? No. Fair. Okay. Uh, reality check. Uh, thanks for checking in, by the way. Staley knew the secondary needed help. JC Jackson was just a miss that anyone could have missed on. Agreed. There were a lot of teams that were clamoring for his services when he was a free agent. Let's not forget that. Unfortunately, the Chargers just got the bad end of the stick on that one. Yep. Staley hasn't had a first rounder. He continues. All the defensive backs are all late round picks. Exactly. Yep. 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 Uh, let's see. Scott W. When I look at the Ravens injuries, I believe the bolts and will I believe bolts and pull out a win. Jake. <laughs> yes or no chargers win or lose today no <laughs> sorry yeah uh i don't blame you let's see reality check hey 10 bucks appreciate the donation let's get to this one jake count the missed tackles anytime someone gives a donation by the way immediately jump to the top we'll have that comment or topic discussed asap he says count the missed tackles count the drops count the penalties count the missed blocks count the turnovers then count the bad coaching decisions. Then tell me the real problem on this team. Now, this is kind of the dichotomy of NFL football. Like, there's always two sides. And honestly, there's probably more than two sides. But people want to say, is it either coaching or is it the players? And the truth is, it's always both. It will always be both. But I've had kind of I had a similar feeling to what reality check had earlier in the season where like at the end of the day, head coach Brandon Staley signed up for this job and he chose to come in to the charged organization to fix the problem and to get this team to where he, they, we believe we should be. And that has not happened, at least so far this year. You know, year one got better year two. Now year three, I think you're looking for that progressive improvement. Stark decline right now. Again, it's not over. But right now, it's hard to argue this. Now you can say, well, coaching matters. And you can coach these guys to be better than this. I can tell you that this coaching staff has worked on these things. It would be so stupid to believe that the coaching staff is just burying its head in the sand and just watching the drops and the tackles and the penalties and the blocks that are missed and the turnovers and saying, yeah, it's not us. It's not the scheme. It's just you. Like, you guys figure it out. Like, that's dumb. Like, you know this coaching staff is trying to fix this. And there's always going to be some combination of blame to the staff and to the players. And at some point, like you can only if you're driving a Pinto and you're flooring it, there's only it's only so fast you can go. Dan, as you were talking right there, Adam Scheffler decided to drop just a random tweet here. Maybe this is and it's and it's and it's like the updated metrics that we all love to read. So just randomly out of the blue, Schefter says, since the Chargers drafted Justin Herbert in 2020, they are 30 and 30. And in those 60 games, the Chargers have scored. 1,508 points and given up 1,507. Now, remember 2020. So we're taking into account Anthony Lynn's final season as the head coach in all of this. But as you said, Dan, 
when they let go of Anthony Lynn and they brought in Brandon Staley, it was, you already knew what 2020 was and as bad as that defense looked. So you decided to make a shift based on someone's reputation at that point in time that they were a defensive guru. And now since then, you're arguably in worse territory than what you were in 2020 statistical wise. And I get it, Dan. I this this whole notion, as far as to say, especially on the defensive side of the ball, who's to blame for it? It it really is a combination of player, coach, and ultimately execution. Complementary football, something that the Chargers have not played in any of their games this entirety of the season. I think my thought process on it is is that we're now entering Week 12, and you still have the same problems that you had in week one so it's either the scheme isn't really working even if you're trying to fine-tune it and improve it every week or the message that you're sending is not translating to your players and either one it's the coach's responsibility to fix Dennis Young says, but Staley is the cancer of the team. Did you not see the presser? He will not adjust. He thinks he knows everything, and these guys are toxic to the team. Like, Dennis, respectfully, that's insane. Like, do you not think that Brandon Staley has tried to adjust the way this defense is being played? There's a lot of narratives out there, a lot of people trying to push agendas, but the truth and the reality is, this team has tried press. It has tried off. It has tried man. It has tried zone, cover two, cover three, cover four, cover zero. It's done all of it. People want to say, oh, Michael Davis, why is he playing soft? He's really playing press. Go back and watch the Packers game. Michael Davis got torched in press. Go back and watch the Titans game. Michael Davis got torched in press for a touchdown against a guy you never heard of. Like, I'm tired of people that just say, oh, they don't adjust. They don't, he just does the same. Like, it's not true. It's not true. The secondary is playing awful in the worst moments in games. Now, that is on coaching to some extent. I would love to be able to talk to Michael Davis. I'd love to be able to ask his coaching staff, like, how specific players are making the same mistakes and how specific players are still playing right now, given their performances. But to say he doesn't adjust is just wrong. And you see a lot of that. So I, I apologize. I'll, I'll reel back, but ah, okay. Uh, do it. Do it. Done it. Channel says Ravens 38 chargers 20. I understand it. Uh, Goomba says sure. Herbert needs to start playing defense. Jake, how do you think this defense would look if Herbert was back there? Or let's say 11 Herberts. <laughs> 11 Herberts. <laughs> um, well, if he was somehow able to come up with a pick six, we know he can run the ball at least. So maybe he could get some decent yardage on an interception return if that was the case. Other than that, uh, you know, Justin Herbert ain't gaining 320 pounds and playing D tackle <laughs> back there. So no. that doesn't really help matters. Nope. Uh, okay, there's some funny things here. Uh, do it done. 50 years I've been watching these losers, not one Super Bowl appearance. Not true. <laughs> yeah, I guess if, if we're just doing the math here, <laughs> if you've been watching for, for 50 yet, they've been to what? They didn't, they didn't, yeah, they didn't been 
They they got their ass kicked, yes. But <laughs> appearance, yes. Yep. Uh, this is a funny one. Eddie says it was it was good dressage, gal. I feel like I gained twenty pounds on Thursday. Do you get the reference I would, here? I don't. I, well, I mean, I would hope that everybody gained twenty pounds. Oh on man, Thursday. my pants are tight right now. Let me tell you. And you've been traveling too, so I I know you've yeah. been doing a lot of eating over the last week. Yeah, oh boy, uh, not just over the last week. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Girthy guitarist says I expect the Chargers to lose by three again. Staley won't change, so neither will the results. Cool. Okay. Uh, let's see. Love the show, boys, says Jorge. Haven't made it to a live stream in a minute. Happy to see y'all's faces. Salute to you, Jorge. Thanks for chiming in. Honestly, Jake, I got to go crazy fast. Are there While I go through these, if there's a comment that you want to discuss, Jake, just like hit the button because I can't catch up with all these. Gotcha. Uh, Jonathan says, what percentage do you give Staley getting fired after the Ravens game if they lose? Jake, you and I both say zero. Again, zero. And it's not because I, I disagree with it. I'm simply just saying that what we know from the organization doesn't tell us anything otherwise. Yep. Uh, Jorge, the team's doing so bad. Even Dan looks sad. No, honestly, I'm just tired. Uh, you could have caught me a couple days ago and I was a lot more sad. I'll tell you that much. Jake's had to hear a few things from me. Apologies, Jake. Thank you for being you. <laughs> Pulling out of the gutters. <laughs> Eddie, unfortunately, Bolt family, the 2023 Los Angeles Chargers after last week's loss. The ship has hit the iceberg like the Titanic. Can Justin Herbert, Keenan, and Khalil rescue the ship from sinking? No. I mean, look. <laughs> no. Jake, says, Jake I'm... says no. Jake says no. Here's here's my thought, honestly, Jake. Like, I thought earlier, there is no silver bullet. Like the team just has to freaking play better. Like, they just have to execute. Like, the team has talent. The, like, the only, the only area that really concerns me that, like, there is no hope kind of thing, like, is the secondary specifically in corners, I guess, more specifically. Like, the way that their team is constructed because the JC Jackson debacle, because he didn't bring back Bryce Callahan, which blows my mind, which I sidebar, I would love to be able to find out some answers to some specific questions about like how this team is run. Like fundamentally, like who makes decisions in the draft room, who makes the ultimate decisions on which players are signed or re-signed or brought back or whatever. Like, who makes those decisions and who doesn't? I think that's kind of a big one in my eyes. But, like, the secondary, JC Jackson's gone, right? You got Mike Davis, Sante Amateur. Both those guys aren't really playing well, especially, like, in very key moments. Go back and watch that last drive against the Packers, case in point. Like, who's walking through that door? You got late-round draft picks behind them. Like, yeah, I, honestly, I, I'd probably put Dean Leonard in there. Sure. But, like, are you feeling confident about that? I don't know. You feeling confident about Jazir Taylor out there? More than what you're already feeling with the guy? Like, no? So, like, that irks me. That irks me. Uh, let's see. Has Derwin James, asked Eddie, lost his credibility as an all-pro safety? Because, in my opinion, I thought our bolts draft the next Ed Reed. No. no. I don't think so at all. No, even the penalty that he got in that Detroit game, I thought was not warranted. You go back and you look at that. Uh, has has Derwin been playing? 
I don't want to say necessarily reckless, but has he been playing up to that caliber that I think that we've all seen him play at previously? He's not having his best year, but in terms of his credibility, in terms of what you can still do with him as a defensive chess piece, that is the ultimate value for any defensive coordinator. So no, I don't believe that he's lost his credibility. And I think that these penalties, while unfortunate and definitely Derwin's fault, (laughs) the last one, I'm sorry, NFL, but that one was not warranted. I agree. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Dennis says the sad thing is Staley is ruining the her- is ruining Herbert with his three second rank defense three years in a row. He has to be Superman every game. Okay, let's not kid ourselves. Like revisionist history is a thing. There have been times this season where Justin Herbert has been something other than Superman. Okay, so. To say he has to be Superman every game is not true. There are certain games where he has to be Superman and they still lose. Sure. There have been games where he has not been Superman and they have lost. So, like, let's just, again, speak truth if we're going to criticize this team because I think it's important, especially in times that are dire like this. Like, it's easy for things to kind of snowball. And so let's kind of keep it truthful, at least try to. Uh, Joseph Jake says, not sticking up for Staley, but people are taking that press conference out of control. He is just as pissed as the players. You guys think he wants to lose and wants his defense to underperform? No. What did you make of the press conference, Jake? I mean, there were some things that I thought Brandon Staley said that, you know, telling the press not to ask that question again, I thought was irresponsible on, on him. I understand that he was emotional, that he was upset after what that defense has put up the last two weeks. But when all the signs have been there for 12 weeks, there's he's asking it for a reason. It's not like this is some out-of-the-blue type of question, and this is based off statistical facts that have taken place over a 12-week period. Like, I thought that, that was, I thought that was irresponsible of Staley to tell a presser to ask that when the results are clearly right there. Unless we're all looking at something that is fiction made up fantasy every one of us has a right to question that uh jorge jake i don't know if you paid him this time uh jorge says my man jake making them gains jake the tank i appreciate it that's why i i have the camera up above my biceps right now so i appreciate it my diet is still shit for the 38th year in a row for those keeping track at home, that is how many years that I have rotated around this earth. So I have never been on a good diet. It's still a shit after, especially a Thanksgiving weekend. Um, I appreciate it. I could be better. <laughs> Attaboy. Uh, Goomba asked, who would you rather have for interim head coach? Kellen Moore, Ryan Ficken. See, I know my he, answer. I, I, I would probably side with, with Kellen Moore in this circumstance. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why I'll tell you why. <laughs> I like this, I mean that's, this, that's probably the consensus so I can't this, really This is even that. still flying in the same realm of you know th- th- there's not one that has necessarily proven that they could take this team on a winning formula. It's still a first time head coach if you will. I think if you installed more as the head coach, he would still have a good responsibility with calling the offensive plays and then we're talking about installing a defensive coordinator, whoever that would be, probably do a full revamp of that in, of, of that entire staff. If you did it with Fitkin, 
you're probably losing Kellen Moore. He's going to go get a head coaching job somewhere else, and you're going to really have to retool the entirety of your staff. So in terms of another possible offensive coordinator for Justin Herbert to learn under, this to me would be the most logical choice with the easiest transition. I'm torn. You know, a lot of people want to want Staley to be fired, and I get it. But like this entire coaching staff has blood on their hands too. Like Derek Ansley, we 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 don't even know his role in the team and the defense and play calling and coaching the team. And again, remember he was the secondary coach. Like he was a DBs guy, and the DBs are not good right now. So like, I don't know. Kellen Moore, yes, Justin Herbert is Justin Herbert, and like incredible but like we've had a lot of frustrations around this offense too and on top of that like kellen moore seems like a smart guy i just don't know if he is head coaching personality like usually you want your head coach to be kind of like in your face leader of men type and it just doesn't seem like kellen moore is that style like could it work sure like you look at like mike mcdaniels or whatever like it could work but I just don't know if that's him. Ryan Ficken is kind of the one coaching or head coaching guy on this team, at least from the higher up offense, defense, special teams. Special teams has looked great all year. And a lot of guys love him. So I think I would probably go there if it was me, but who knows? Uh, let's see. Jorge says Dean, Dan interviewing Dean Spanos would be interesting. I would love that. I have so many questions. I might just like maybe sidebar Jake. I might just take like a, I don't know, a long X post and just like post my questions and well, people can retweet it. Jake, any of these comments stick out to you? Keep cycling through them again. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's see. We still have to play girthy guitars. We have, we still have to play Denver twice in Kansas city. Again, I have no faith. This team can get to seven and nine. But do you have your do you have your final season prediction right now, Jake? Like record wise, it ain't seven and nine. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse. <laughs> Fair. Ryan says, Dan, love you. Comment to the fan that says Staley doesn't adjust. So spot on. It's a constant narrative in social media. I think they believe adjusting is altering an L to a W, not actual play. Thank you. Um, let's see. Segur Vivmoy 42. I don't even know what language that is. Uh, Dean Leonard over Mike at this point. At this point, I said earlier, I'd do it. I would do it. Dean Leonard looked pretty darn good at training camp, to be honest. Like he got beat a bit early on, but then he kind of came around. And Jake, you and I were both there. I think he had like six pass breakups in one day. I was like, holy crap. This is I remember that pretty day. dang good. Um, let's see. I think we answered this already, but do you think if Bill Belichick becomes head coach, he could turn the team around? Okay, hold on. Number one, I don't believe that Bel- Belichick is going to become the head coach. Well, okay, but I think specifically is if he's just the head coach, which would never happen. Right. If he was if just, just the head coach, I would probably... I'll go as far as to say that the defense would be improved. I'll say that much. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Uh, let's see. Well, I don't know. Topic for another day. Goomba says next year, do we draft, pick up a veteran or stick with clap for center? We don't know what's going on with Lindsley. 
you, you hope that things are getting better and you know he's traveling with the team and he's there helping the offensive line, but that's a scary thing. That's there are wish. so many holes that this Chargers team is going to have to fill next year, <laughs> and a majority of it is going to be because of the draft, because the Chargers are going to be so strapped financially with their current contract situation. It's going. I, I do not envy Ed McGuire heading into next season because of all the moves that he has done over the last couple of years, which we have obviously lauded him for with pulling stuff off that people did not expect him to pull off financially in terms of when you look at those big four contract restructures, but going into next year and how you're possibly going to make those type of tough decisions with those big name players. I don't envy that. No, uh, I don't either. Eddie says, Dan, Jake, do you feel like Austin Eckler is cool on our bolt? No, I no. That's never been Austin Eckler's character. Has he not had the season that people would have expected him to have with Kellen Moore at the helm and even in the galaxy of what his two years prior had been? But I do not believe that quitting is an Austin Eckler's character. And I know that there has been a lot of perception things thrown around in terms of when he speaks to the media that, that even I don't necessarily agree with. Totally. But Some no, of the national I, stuff he says is like, come on, right. man. But no, I, I do not believe that he has quit on anybody in that locker room. Reality check, Jake. He has a funny uh, comment here. It wasn't Staley's best look, referring to the press conference. But everybody said they were tired of hearing the same things from him. This is different. Everyone's still mad. I don't mind a salty coach. Might be the edge he needed. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know, Dan. We, we have yet to see what a game looks like after an emotional Brandon Staley press conference blow up. So we'll know in <laughs> about 12 hours. We will. Uh, or, me, Bruin. Less than that. Well, hey, man, Seven it's a long overtime game. Whatever. <laughs> uh, the offense has lost the second most wins above replacement by injuries of any team. Offensive line has regressed and Eckler just isn't the same. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, Rashawn Slater is having the worst year that he has had statistically since his rookie season. Which still, so like, it's he, not bad. It, it's not terrible, but by no. his standards of what you expect him to, it's it's a down year. He's been battling injury. You have Zion and Jamari Sawyer, who are both playing different positions this coming season. Obviously, losing Corey Lindsley, this offensive line has not been the same since. And Trey Pipkins hasn't... I don't want to say that he's you know, one of the worst facets of this offensive line, because he sure, certainly isn't. But I think that people would have expected him to play better based on what we saw from him and his play last year, which was extremely positive. Man, there's so many things I want to say about the offense right now. But like at the end of the day, like the offense can't run. The offense can't block. The offense, like, just it's frustrating. Uh, let's yeah. see. You you wouldn't got Steven Anderson, who's not even going to be starting today. Yeah, and then you're and then the who, tight who end immediately would have been your best blocking tight end and bringing him in off the street. And, we're not and then the, the guy that you brought in, Nick Vanette, not playing either. Like, God, that, that's weird. why Hunter Campmoyer is elevated <laughs> for today's game. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, we got people in here asking for us to tank to get Marvin Harrison Jr. That would be fun. Jake, where do you think he goes in the draft? If he even goes in the draft, he should, like where, where in the draft, he should not be falling below the top three. No top way. Three. Yeah, receiver. No, That'd be crazy. no way. 
does he does he fall that far? He's I cannot so I cannot fathom that. Sidebar, not in the in here, but round one. I didn't get your question. Or I didn't get your answer. Round one. What position should this Chargers team go for? If it was right now, if you're the GM or whoever calls the shots on who they pick, what position? Yeah, Dan, there, there's there's so many. If you asked me at the beginning of this year. I probably would have skirted towards tight end because of what your tight end situation is going to be for next year. Literally, you have zero tight ends contractually on your roster next year. These these guys who have been here, they're not obligated to come back next year. Nope. Now, as the year has progressed, I don't think that you can look at this objectively and, and say that they should not be going DB. And luckily for the Chargers, the defensive back group for this draft class is very, very good and it's deep as well. So I would hope that they would choose to reinvest their in their secondary with a high draft choice. High draft choice, meaning you're saying corner in round one. That's probably where I would lean. Yeah. That, that has the highest possibility. I'm with you. Uh, we're at an hour. We're probably go maybe 10, 15 more minutes. And then we're going to be out of here. Um, so we'll try to get these in pretty quickly. Uh, Otto says the problem that Staley has is not only keeping doing the same things, hoping it will click, but he's doubled down on it. It's clear his teaching techniques aren't working. Okay. So on this one, first half of that sentence or first sentence in there, disagree for the most part. I think there are some things that I've seen that he is stubborn with that I wish he wasn't, but for the most part, disagree. But the teaching techniques aren't working. That is clear. Like what for whatever reason, whatever the coaching staff is trying to get the players to do, they're not doing it. I think that's obvious. And so for that reason, that's why it's like if it's not working, you can't expect I don't know, man. There there's so many levels to that part of it that I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut. Uh let's see. Belichick has a worse record than Brandon Staley without Tom Brady. So Offensively, yes. <laughs> Talking about skill possessions, positions that Belichick has invested in, <laughs> hasn't been much. It just goes to show how much Brady meant to that team and how much he could elevate the players around him. When you're literally riding off the backs of Hunter Henry and your running game with the way that Mac Jones has been playing, you're not going far when you go out and play like that. No, uh, Jake, I don't think Goomba's been around a while. Goomba says, next year's draft, good chance we trade down for more picks. Now, I'll say this. <laughs> I, I I will clamor for the day where I don't have to come on here and talk about how many years it's been since the Chargers have executed a trade down or when they need to actually do it. I have been saying it. Dan knows this since Dan and I have met. And I don't actually care about what round it is personally i would love for it to be the first round to help this team in the macro sense but we're talking about it's seven rounds of a draft as tom telesco never executed a trade back because of what you have coming up financially with this team you may be finally forced to do it whether it's tom telesco or it's another gm you may be finally forced to do that because you're going to have to fill more holes with less expensive players to get under this cap situation that you're going to find yourself in. So I know I've said it in years past. It's like, oh yeah, this, this, this looks like everything is trending towards the chargers trading down. And then it doesn't end up happening. 
they may finally have to be forced to do it because of the position that they have put themselves in. Yep. Uh, we've got some people answering the question of what position they should go in in the draft. We've got cornerback, defensive tackle. A lot of people are saying corner. Uh, we've got uh, Brock Bowers' request. Brock Bowers was probably my number one target before the season started. I thought for a tight end. At that point in time, the Chargers probably were not going to be in a position to get him when you were thinking about what this Chargers team was going to do before week one. Now sitting here where the Chargers currently stand, and if the trend continues, you could be in a position to draft Brock Bowers. But do you pull that trigger based on who could still be on the board at other positions now? I'm not so sure. Uh, Dennis Yum says, Nate Wigan from the CB from Clemson, according to PFF. I have done no research. I try to like keep myself like tunnel vision until it's time to worry about the draft. Uh, but Jake, have you seen this kid? Oh yes. Oh yes. Dan. There's, there's a lot of corners in this draft that the chargers could invest in for the first round. Um, Kalen King, obviously Dean, uh, or excuse me, Nate Wiggins. I don't know why my brain went to Dean all of a sudden. Um, even in the first two rounds, if you were looking at it in a macro sense, Denzel Burke, Kirby DeGene, Kalen King, Kool Aid McKinstry. I don't think that they're. I don't think that they're going to be in the final position of the draft to take him. It would be amazing if they did. But Is there's he a lot. He, uh, judging by probably where the Chargers are going to end up, I'll say it's too high. But hey, I've been surprised on certain things before. Wait, so judge, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Jake. So you think that the Chargers team is going to end up worse than seven and nine or seven and ten? That's but that's going to be too low. That's me personally predi- predicting the future. Now, if anybody who knows me knows that I tell people don't listen to me because I'm usually wrong, and in a situation like tonight where I totally think that the Chargers are going to get <laughs> obliterated, this is probably going to be the game that they're going to shove it down everybody else's throat and say, "Hey, gotcha." <laughs> but this is the problem. The, the struggle with all of this stuff is like again. Let's say the Chargers go out there and shock the world today. Do you see any narrative changing? No. Do you see any agenda changing? No. Do you see anybody? Do you see like the Rex Ryans of the world going on TV saying, wow, Brandon Staley did a great job if the defense does well? Depending on how they play. I mean, I could, could I see that? I I guarantee you, you will not see Rex Ryan. Say no, <laughs> I, actually, I think he may be humble enough to eat his words for 24 hours. But no, Dan, it's not going to change anything narratively because then what? You have the New England Patriots the week after that. And does anybody guaranteeing that's a win? Because Bill Belichick has has coached a pretty good game against Justin Herbert since he's been in the league. And I make no guarantees about them beating the Patriots. That's fair. It's fair. Uh, reality check comes in here with a reality check. Uh, we're going 11 and six. Shut your mouth. Save the draft talk. Man, 11 and six would be nice. I mean, that sounds fantastic. I would love it. I would love it. Honestly, I think this team, I said it last week, I think, Jake, this team just needs like the, the believe poster, like above the tunnel. Yeah, that'll like work. Ted Lasso to come in. And just That'll like work. amp everybody up with positivity and puns and yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can just, I can, 
I just imagine Jake as a player, like all that stuff's going on. He just walks by, like, yeah, that's cool. Okay, bye. like the turnover chain, everything like that. That's original for like the players to amp themselves up for something big like that. But in this circumstance, twelve weeks in the season, yeah, we need we need the damn believe poster. Go yes. out and get that. Go out and get the the sign over at Notre Dame that they have for their players to hit on their way out too while you're at it, <laughs> or the Clemson dog or something. That'll right. work. Uh, Jake, I think. Honestly, this has been wild. I was not expecting there to be this much uh, involvement throughout this entire episode. So appreciate. Shout out to the the viewers throughout. Um, we covered a lot here today, Jake. Was there anything that we wanted before we get out of here that you wanted to discuss that was not brought up? I know we didn't get into the X's and O's of tonight's game. And personally, I didn't expect to do that. Um you know, it's been a while since you and I have been on. I know the last time that you were on the live show, uh, you know, you weren't able to stay that long because of your reception on the train. But um, you can obviously tell that the temperature of the fan base has not gone down <laughs> since the last time that you were on this show. Uh, so and. And for good reason, I feel like the game in terms of covering it X's and O's wise, we're all just kind of waiting to see if there is going to be any changes, Dan. Instead of you and I coming on here and talking about like, well, what do they need to do? What do they need to do? We know what they need to do. Just do it. At this point, it kind of feels like it's wasted words. So that took a backseat today. And it was more so answering fan questions, something that we haven't gotten a chance to do in a while, and kind of just talking about the macro sense of this team. Yep. All right. Well, as we get out of here, Jake, as we often do, we can try to wrap this thing up with comments at the end. Uh, for folks who have not already done so, please hit the like and subscribe uh, button. It does help us out a ton. Uh, share with your family and friends. I know this season has been tough. I know this season has not been easy. I'm still going. I'm still supporting this team. I'm still going to be critical. I'm still going to be honest. But I'm not going to give up on this team. And I mean, most of it is because, hey, it's been 25 plus years. Why now? <laughs> like I'm in too deep at this point. Uh, all your base I belong to us says upsetter mode enabled. I like it. I like it. The world will not be shocked. Jorge says <laughs> Charles are going to lose. He also says Nike baby. Just do it. I'm down. Just putting a Nike logo up above the tunnel. That's cool with me. Uh, Jake, this has been fun. I'm glad we got to do this. Uh, enjoy your football, Chargers fans. Uh, prime time, Chargers, Ravens, Sunday night under the lights. If you don't have tickets, honestly, it's such a fun atmosphere in prime time. Uh, SoFi is, in my opinion, one of one when it comes to nighttime football experiences, at least the stadium itself. Uh, until then, Jake, fingers crossed for this game. Hope to come on here tomorrow while we're talking about a victory Monday. Uh, but until then, Jake, you've got your uh, cardiologist appointment set up. Uh, no, actually, I kind of told her to take this weekend off. Oh, and I will probably just be watching the game with a glass of bourbon and a smirk across my face. I think I've gotten to the point now where I can control my heart rate. I'm just imagining like Jake with like the bourbon, just like every time something bad happens, just like a quick cheers. Cheers. It's like, it's like that scenes from the boys where he's just 
just watching what's happening on the screen. That's pretty much me. That's pretty yeah. much me at this point. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, man. Uh, guys, gals, again, thank you so much for tuning in and for participating in this one. This has been fun. We will obviously do more of these. You're the reason why we do them, and you guys showed out today. Uh, for Jake Hefner, Dan Wolkenstein, Chargers Unleashed, and LA Football Network, thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time on Chargers Unleashed.